Welcome to the Pure Flix Podcast, a show brought to you by PureFlix.com. PureFlix.com, the faith, family, and fun video streaming service. Get ready for uplifting news, scripture, movie reviews, and interviews with some of your favorite actors, authors, and pastors. Let's get started. Hey, it's Billy Hollowell, and welcome to the Pure Flix Podcast. I am excited to be here today with this bonus episode. And why is it a bonus episode, you ask? Because we are concluding the current season of the Pure Flix Podcast, and we are heading into the summer season. Now, the summer season is going to sound and look a little bit different, and it's really exciting because there may or may not be a co-host. So we're going to be having conversations, discussions about parenthood, and so much more. I love how cryptic I was. There will be a co-host. And so the next episode of the PureFlix podcast, you will have a co-host here with me talking about a lot of different issues. We'll be doing great interviews, a lot of what you've come to expect from the PureFlix podcast, but even more. Now, I also want to tease something that is a lot of fun. I had a chance to actually help put it together. It's called the Pure Flix Family Camp. Now, this is a free summer camp for you and your family. It's an at-home summer camp. What we've put together is an amazing guide. You can find it over at pureflix.com slash family camp. Pretty simple, pureflix.com slash family camp. And this is a guide that is packed with a family movie each week. It's a six-week guide a devotional, discussion questions, and activities, guided activities that you can do with you and the whole family. Now, keep in mind, we know how busy you are. I'm really busy. We're all working. We have a lot going on. So this is something you do at your own pace. You do it in the evenings. You do it whenever you want. And again, you've got the family movie, the suggested family movie, a devotional to go along with it, activities like family paint night which is pretty cool. We did that for week one of the guide. And again, it's a six-week guide. We're technically in the second week, but you can download it right now and start week one today. You've got the whole summer to go through it. And again, you do it at your own pace. This is a gift we wanted to put together for the PureFlix community. We hope you love it. It is going to be a blast. Again, we did paint night. There is a you know water balloon fight night. There's all sorts of different really cool. I don't want to spoil it. I want you to check it out. Activities and films and devotionals and spiritual questions that you can ask your kids, your grandkids, and you could do as a couple if you want as well. It's not just for kids. There's so much to do in the PureFlix Family Camp Guide. Again, it's pureflix.com slash family camp to download that today. Check that out. Now, I want to also tell you that we have a great interview coming up, and this interview is going to be with Candace Cameron Bure. And Candace Cameron Bure, star of Full House and Fuller House, she's been on the show before. She is going to be talking about pandemic life, her faith, her career, and so much more. And so as soon as we come back from the break, we're going to dive into that. But again, make sure you check out the family camp, pureflix.com slash family camp. We'll be right back with Candace Cameron Bure. Did you know you can access thousands of entertaining and inspiring faith and family-friendly TV shows, movies, and original series? It's simple. Just log on to pureflix.com right now to start your free trial. From kids' content to some of the most uplifting films, we've got your entire family covered. Sign up today. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. 
Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. And we're back with more of the Pure Flix podcast. And with no further ado, let's welcome our guest, Candice Cameron Bure. Candice, how's it going today? So good. How are you? I'm doing well. It has been an interesting year. And I guess we have to start there. You know, pandemic life, the chaos of the last year. You've been pretty busy. We'll talk about all that. But how how was like quarantine life for you? Quarantine life at home has actually been really great. I mean, I've made the best of it and lots of good things have come from it with my family. Um, Quarantine life when I'm actually filming a movie and have to quarantine while I'm in Canada is like a whole other story. That I do not like quarantine life. Well, I was talking to a friend. I I was talking to a friend the other day who films um, and and he was telling me what he has to go through. So is it basically like take us through this? Is it basically like you show up and it's a, a waiting period where you're like isolated kind of? Yes. So you have to take like COVID test after COVID test after COVID test to just be able to travel. And then once you get to the border, you have to take another test. And now they've implemented three days of a quarantine in a specific government hotel until you receive another result of your your COVID test. Yes. A government hotel is a thing. Okay. Anyway, continue. And then you go to wherever you're going to quarantine, whether that's a home or a hotel or apartment or whatever, for the other 11 days, because it's a total of 14 days in quarantine. So um, I I quarantine mostly with Mary Lou Henner because we've been filming these movies together. And that part has been wonderful to actually have a buddy. And we're able to do that because we literally travel together and go through the process together. And then we're just in the house together. But I counted and I, within the last nine months, I have spent eight weeks in eight or nine weeks in quarantine. That's so that's like over like two months in, in quarantine, isolated without my family. (laughs) I'm just like, I, I'm so sick of it. Well, cause they can't come with you, right? Like that's a whole other thing. Exactly. So you have to, you have to be isolated. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause every time I see your Instagram or your, I like, I, and I've commented, you know, I laugh, you've had some funny videos while you've yes. been in quarantine, but it seems like you've been really busy filming, but that requires this whole crazy yeah. process. So, wow. So working, working has been different than yes. during quarantine for you. And you've had a bunch of other stuff going on. you launched a QVC, a line with QVC of clothing. Mm-hmm which is pretty cool. Talk about that a little bit. Thank you. Yes, I'm I'm wearing one of the tops from my line and the jeans. You just can't see them. But yeah, this has been a couple years in the making and we uh, launched last month. It's a clothing line exclusive to QVC and it's all about, it's basically what I want to wear and, and what my style represents, which is very West Coast, casual, comfortable, but always has a fashionable and stylish element to it. So that's that's really how I how I live. And over the years, I think just starting as DJ Tanner, I've always had people ask me about style and it's been very consistent through the years. So I was so happy that I was able to partner with QVC for the clothing line. 
and chose them to do it because I've had great success with QVC and my other partnerships uh, with Dr. Lancer and my Dayspring faith-based products. So that felt very natural to do this with QVC. And it's also size inclusive, meaning we have everything from petites and double X or small through 5X. And that was just so important to me that everyone feel beautiful and comfortable because God made us in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Well, and I know nothing about fashion, but the clothes look very nice and it's very exciting. And I, a lot of people I've seen very excited about this. And I have to ask you this. And I feel like every time we talk, I ask you this because I can't figure out when you sleep or if you have clones <laughs> of yourself or like what is going on because you are busy and you've kept and you've kept, like, how do you, how, and I know you've written, a, you've written a book on this actually balancing it all, but how, how do you balance it all? Well, at this point in my my career and all of my companies and businesses, I mean, I have a team behind me. This is not a one man show. <laughs> I could never do it that way. It was that way maybe 15 years ago, <laughs> but now I have a great team uh, that we collaborate and, and work together and I could not do it by myself. And I also couldn't do it without a supportive husband and family. But, um, you know, these are like all all of the, the businesses that I have are things that I have prayed about, that I dreamed up of first, and then started praying about for 10, 15, 20 years. And I, I am relentless in the sense that I just keep pushing and working uh, to see them come to fruition. And, but I love it, like it's my passion, so it never feels like work in that way. But I have to tell you, like sleep is very, very important because if I don't get my full eight hours of sleep, I actually like nine hours of sleep, it <laughs> messes up my day. Like I cannot handle five or six hours and push through it. I just can't. So I prioritize sleep very heavily. It's at the top of the list as I do with exercise, which helps me to keep going. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's incredibly important. Like you've got to sleep. I'm a five or six hour person. And after like five days though, you need to crash. Like you need to sleep a little longer. Like yeah. on the weekend you have to, um, and it's so important what you said too, because you were talking about how like you dream things up and then you pray them through. And then you were saying that it could be like some of this is 10, 15 years in the making. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, we want things to kind of happen and we want them to happen right away. And when you look at your story, and correct me if I'm wrong in any of the details, but from what I remember in our conversations in the past and what I know, you know, obviously full house, huge career. You then had kids and you took a break to a degree from Hollywood. You sort of walked yeah. away. You, you lived in, in Florida for a long time. Yeah. And you make this comeback into, into Hollywood, right? And you come right back and you have, and your career is bigger than ever and you're doing so much more. I would imagine a lot happened in that in that mix. And I was asking people for questions, you know, if people had questions for you, what they would ask. And somebody said, you know, what was that like for you to step away, be with your family and then and then come back in the way you have? What was that process like? Yeah, it wasn't an easy process to step away because it's all I had ever known. I've been worked had been working my whole life, but I knew that I wanted to stay home and raise my kids. It was really important, but it was a huge adjustment. And it took a few years to to surrender to motherhood and feel like that was enough and I was enough. And that God loves me no more, no less, no matter what I do or don't do. 
<laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's like that, that, that took a long time to really understand that. But I've never had, I've always had a desire to work and I love it. So I always knew I wanted to come back, but I really dug into my life with my family, but along the way, just praying, praying through what my dreams and goals were, even knowing that that was not going to be the season of my life at that time. But if God had ever opened the door again, here's, here are the things that I would really love to do and am passionate about. So those, the 10 years where I, I really stepped away, I, I don't know that I would be where I am today if I hadn't, because it put me in a, in a place and gave me the bigger picture and perspective of God first and God in my life and my family. And it, it grounded me and prepared me for where I am today and being able to make the decisions that I do make with confidence when it comes to running businesses. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, you, you've always been a person who authentically talks about your faith because it's who you are. It's not, you know, it's not like you're putting that on and going out and it's just who you are. It's with you all the time. It's the person mm -hmm. you are. And I would imagine that time, and I can't speak for you, but I think you just sort of said this, that time helped you kind of root that in because Hollywood is Hollywood's a tough place. And luckily, I feel like I always have the joke, like, you know, people who were stars as kids, they obviously most of it's not really a joke. A lot of people struggle. They go through a lot of things. But you and your brother did not have that. Like you guys were very you could tell you came from a good family. You were very structured. You were very solidified in your faith mm -hmm. and when you believed. But having that time, I would imagine to really root it before as an adult, you came back into it was probably pretty formative for you, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everything I, if I can keep talking about it, but I would just be reiterating exactly what you said. It really gave me the foundation for who I am and what I'm able to do today because I, it was, I was very reliant upon God. And that's when you realize, even if things are going well, you still need to be reliant on God. So that gave me that perspective and understanding. Yeah. So circling back to quarantine a little bit and COVID, like what would you say was, has been, and you talked about some of the nice parts of it, but what would you say has been the, let's start with the positive, the most positive thing that you weren't, weren't expecting, maybe the most interesting thing to sort of come out of it on a personal family level for you? Well, I <laughs> like that's, that's all of it. It's family. One, I was an empty nester at the start of COVID and then all, well, two of my kids came back and one's away at high school in another state, but still got a good amount of time with him. And then it was marriage, which I've talked a little bit about on some other, um, some other shows, but I knew, <laughs> I knew the quarantine or the COVID or the pandemic was going to make us or break us because it was it was it became the most amount of time my husband and I had spent together in a very long time because we both travel for work. And so we were put face to face with a lot of the issues we often just brush aside or sweep under the rug. And now we're like, oh, can't do that because I'm living with you every single day. <laughs> There's no escape. There's, no There's escape. nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I tell you it was a it was a tough at the at the start. It was like this whole re-entry, relearning what we're doing and 
how we cohabitate and and then you know it got a little hairy and but then to the point where we were like okay here are the issues how are we going to work through them how are we going to process it or are we and yeah. of course we are like yes we're going to but it you know it was it was tough and especially when you're living with someone i know people listening can relate you're like i don't want to i don't even want to talk to this person let alone look at them and yet right. i can't leave the freaking house exactly you're like you're well and see in our house we were basically like oh we're going to do a kitchen renovation and we gutted the kitchen like the end of February and it was like March 7th and we're like, let's put our new kitchen in. And they're like, we can't. And so we didn't have a kitchen oh. during the first like two months of the pandemic. And so there's no kitchen, no sink. I'm talking like nothing. It was an empty room. And then the kids are like learning at home. And so like, to your point, what you're saying, like the kitchen was an, an extra level, right? But yes. we're sitting there thinking this is crazy. And you're, and I was the busiest I've ever been but I was home, which is weird. And so like, we're teaching the kids and we're, it was just crazy. Yeah. And you do, you get a chance to really dig in on the things you need to, but then you also have this like family time that you, that you never, we had never had before. And I doubt we'll ever get again mm -hmm. where we were just together and able to do mm -hmm. things in a positive way that I hadn't experienced. So that was kind of cool um, in a different way for us, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's been crazy. It's been so crazy. It's been so crazy. And you have, but you've been filming. So you've been doing, you've been working in between the mix of yes. all of that as well. And so that balance to me is so interesting that, that you strike between the businesses and the working. Um, when it comes to like what you do, because you spoke about this again, you pray through it. What is the ultimate determinant for you of knowing once you've gone through and prayed? I know a lot of people have this question as they're trying to understand prayer mm -hmm. and how God works for knowing that a project is something you should dive into or not dive into. Like what's kind of that make or break for you? If I'm passionate about it and I feel like it's something God put on my heart or I want to be doing, I'm excited about it. If I'm praying through it and there are no red flags, then I'm like, then, then I go, I proceed. And I don't feel like I'm going ahead of God in any way. Um, but I feel like if I don't visibly see or hear or feel a red flag saying stop, stop, abort, <laughs> uh, then then you have to follow with action. But of course, I'm listening that if something does come up that feels like, oh, I need to maybe reconsider this, maybe this is God's way of letting me know, then I absolutely have to consider that even if I've pursued it. But I know a lot of, and, and this happens to me, but a lot of times we're like, oh, I don't know if God wants me to. I don't know what, if I should, if, and I'm like, no, take the leap of faith, like take the step because I don't feel like, um, you know, God's always going to hand it to you on a platter. Like we have to do the work too. But if you're honestly praying through it and asking for his guidance and his direction, and you're just not hearing, I, I consider that. And you can tell me if you think I, if you disagree or if I'm wrong, if I don't hear any objections and I'm not talking about one day, like, oh, I'm going to pray one day and then, right. <laughs> then I'm just going to go for it. I'm yeah. talking about, I've really prayed through this and it may be a few weeks. It may be a month. If I don't hear anything stopping me, then I take that as God saying, go, go ahead, go do it. Yeah. 
No, I agree with you. You get a piece too. You kind of know mm -hmm. like this is something I should do. I will tell you the times when I don't want to do something and it gets kind of like dropped in my lap and it's only happened a few times in my life that way. Um, but it's shocking and it's like, okay, God wants me to do this and I really am trying not to do it. I don't know if you've ever had that in your career where you're like, uh, I'm going to not do this because I, and it's like you maybe haven't prayed through it enough to kind of get that piece. And it's just, it's always funny to me when that, when that happens, but have, have yep. you experienced that? Oh, well, I mean, I like the being a co-host on The View was one of those moments where I was like, I kept praying about it. And I'm like, but I don't want to do it. But God, <laughs> wait, why? Going, nope, here, nope, here, here. And I was like, but I really don't want to do it. <laughs> and then I was like, I, I think I have to do it. <laughs> well, you did a great job. I got to come see you once while you were doing that you in New York. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, something like that. And here's the thing, because you're such a joyful person which by the way I saw the the thing you were on I think you were on Bob Saget's podcast where you were talking about you know how people will question whether or not you're really <laughs> truly this kind and joyful um on social media and you guys were kind of joking about that do you really get questions from people about that yes I genuinely do but like are they thinking that you're making it up or pretending is that the yeah they do it, it, I mean they're saying it in a comment so I, I you know I've never had anyone ask me face to face well because nobody but, would right nobody would i mean no normal person so. would. but but enough to the point where it while we were talking i brought it up because i do have a lot of people that think i can't possibly be this happy or such a positive person so i was like oh I but think anyone who knows, knows that I am. <laughs> right. That's what faith does, though, to a person. And yes. I mean, we've talked about a million different things in this conversation. But if people are listening or they're watching, it comes back to you pray through it. You're connected to God. Mm -hmm. And nobody's perfect. You're not perfect. But but that relationship gives us that peace and that ability. And listen, I'm not happy every day. Right. But But at moments when I'm recognizing that I need to be um, maybe a little more positive or whatever. I can, mm -hmm. I get that strength and that peace from God. And so I just thought it was funny though, yeah. that you, that you're like fielding these comments from people who are doubt, who are doubting that when very clearly it yeah. comes from your faith, right? It absolutely does. And you know, people could still argue and say, well, it's easy for you. You have a job and you make money and look, you're sitting in this nice house. So it's easy to be happy because you have money. I hear that a lot too. And I'm like, no, because the thing is, I have so, so many friends and even when you uh, that are faithful people that love the Lord, that have much less than I have in a tangible, uh, you know, monetary sense that have more joy than I do. When I had the, the ability to go on a few mission trips in Africa, I have never seen such joyful people joyful people who have so little and it's because their joy is in the Lord. So it really doesn't matter the stuff that you have that doesn't make you joyful. And again, we can talk about the difference between happiness and joy. I mean, joy comes from the Lord. It's a peace that is you have on the inside. It does not matter what your circumstances are. Uh, you have joy, joy because of the love and peace and grace that God gives you. Happiness is like superficial. Happiness depends on your mood. It depends on what you're doing that day. It depends on your circumstances. So I'm a joyful yeah. person. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, and it's so what you just said about money and things is so interesting because it's such a 
it's it's such an American way to think. I don't want to get myself in trouble, but in our country, and it's not a bad thing. Work hard. We all love to work hard. I love to work hard. You love to work hard. Um, but this idea that that's what's going to make you happy is not true necessarily mm-hmm. at all, because we know that there are plenty of wealthy people in Hollywood and media and all over the place, business, who are not happy at all. They're not joyful at all. And so it's really about you know having your priorities straight and you know, no matter where people are in life. Uh, So I think that's such a huge, important lesson. Now, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but I've been doing this thing where I ask people a legacy question. And whenever I use that word, it's like, I feel like it kind of weirds people out a little bit. Like, what do you want your legacy to be? But, you know, for you, you're doing so much. You've built so many amazing businesses. You impact people positively through books. When all is said and done, like, what do you want that legacy to be for you? You're actually going to make me cry. You're not going to like freak me out, but I've never made you cry before actually. So that's good. I've never in an interview. This is good. Okay. I I feel like it's like, what do I want my legacy to be? I, I hope that my legacy, when people think about me, they know how much I love the Lord and I shared the Lord with them. Like that's genuinely, truly what I want my legacy to be. Um, even, I mean, even with my family, and that goes without saying, but for the, for all the, all the people that I don't know that just see me as a person on television, I just want them to say like, oh, she was a faithful woman of God. She loved the Lord. And, um, and hopefully I've through that have shared with them and they've found the Lord as well. I mean, that's why really all the things that I do my goal is to bring people one step closer to Jesus. And so even though I, I make clothes, um, I make movies that aren't Christian movies, but I believe everything that I do honors the Lord. But I hope that in my speech, when I talk, when I come on a podcast and I talk with you, or I'm on secular television and I'm on the Today Show or Good Morning America, I talk about the Lord. Or so, The View, maybe. Or The View, <laughs> I talk about the Lord. And that's what I want people to remember me by. Yeah, well, and that's, but that's the thing, right? Because it's so easy when we go back to the whole money and things conversation. And I fall, I'm guilty of this just because I get so wrapped up in the things that are happening around or what I want to do or what my goals are that you forget that this is a temporary home, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is temporary. And there's so many people who need to hear the truth and, you know, rethinking what we're talking about and, and what we're doing. And every single project you just mentioned gives you a chance, like you were saying, to speak into people's lives in some amazing way. And and that is where you have the ability through not only how you live, but the things you say um, to really walk that out and help people connect with the most important thing, right? That they yeah. possibly could ever connect with. And so that to me, that to me is is incredible. And as always, I just, I love getting a chance to sit down and catch up with you and talk with you. Where can people go for the clothing line if they want to check it out? So it's exclusively at QVC. So you can go to QVC.com. And really, it it is important to know that on our launch day, uh, that's the day you want to buy it because it it, the the quantity, although we have a a lot, uh, our first launch, we sold out of almost everything. So 
the day you keep up on my Instagram and you can follow me there at Candace C. Bure. And then I fill you in on the dates when a new collection is launching and you know, all the information's there and, and my website too, my website's really the hub for all the different things and the places, which is CandaceCBure.com. And the books, and I would recommend get the books. The books are great. You've got kids Thank books you. too, which my kids love. So um, just appreciate you and appreciate, you know, these conversations. You, you're speaking into a lot of people who need to hear things and they're hearing it from someone they they admire and they get to watch on TV and, and movies and films you. and you're making an impact. Listen, Candace, I so appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. That was Candace Cameron Bure. I hope you guys enjoyed that discussion and that interview. It's always phenomenal to talk with her about life and faith and so much more. I appreciate her perspective and being a Christian in Hollywood. Not an easy thing for a lot of people, but when you're authentic and you live it out, people know that you love God and that you're going to love others, and she's lived that out so well. So we appreciate Candace coming on the show today, and I hope you'll tune in again. This was a great bonus episode of the Pure Flix podcast, but we are going to be back very soon very, very soon with the summer season of the Pure Flix podcast, a totally different show, a totally different feel, conversations, the interviews you've come to know and love, and so much more. Be sure to head over to Pure Flix Family Camp. Download it today. It's pureflix.com slash family camp. Get the guide. Do it with your family, with your grandkids. Do it as a couple. You can do it by yourself. I mean, there's so much great content in that doc. Check it out. Download it today. And again, it's pureflix.com slash family camp. I'll see you very soon for the kickoff of the summer season of the Pure Flix podcast. That's all for today's podcast. You can follow Pure Flix on Facebook at facebook.com slash pureflix and on Twitter at pureflix. And be sure to log on today to pureflix.com for thousands of faith and family-friendly movies and TV shows. Thanks for listening to the Pure Flix Podcast.